have future wager at 50 to 1. You do. I got another 25 to win. First leg, Warren. I, I just walk home. I'm just straight out the door. I'm gone. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another edition of the Two Units Podcast. Big episode today. We got specs across three states: Sultan Supper, Pack Your Nags, our unit of the week, and uh, we round out the show with our best bets in the two units from around Australia. I'm Nick Foot. Joining me, as always, is the Sultan. Dave Strelaw, mate, how you going? Footler, going well, thanks, mate. Nice to be here. It's good, mate. Um, hey, we've had a bit of a real sort of pump fake stuff this week, haven't we? We had Zip <laughs> in on Walker to run on Monday and did about six laps of the mounting yard in the two-unit silks, uh, Jet Stanley aboard, and then uh, they the jockeys hopped in their cars and pissed off home. <laughs> it was interesting, wasn't it? They We had a little bit of a whisper they, they might have a look, but... Yeah, at the end of the day, obviously the safety comes first, but he's gone the absolute sort of fakey and then and then passed it to someone else a few weeks down the track. Yeah, and now it's a real sort of interesting prep, isn't it? I think we're going straight to the country cups with uh, big the big Z now. But uh, yeah. Narendra, the only country cup not eligible for the big dance, and I've just seen the South Grafton Cup has sixteen horses in it that aren't locally trained, so that's going well. <laughs> good. This fresh, delicious, tasty, meaty, turkey-filled, cold-cut combo. I eat three every day to help keep me strong. It is, of course, time for the Sultan's Supper, where we celebrate great performances from the week gone by. And uh, Salts, I wanted to, um, I wanted to celebrate us a year on. It's a year anniversary since the Two Units podcast Benchmark 70 Handicap. This day last year, we uh, headed out to Sandown for the race that stopped the postcode. And I had a little bit of a look. It just popped up in the socials and I had a little bit of a look through just to reflect and, you know, reminisce. And gee, some of the horses in that race have really gone on with it. So the, the race was won by Sessions Road. Uh, we had the runner-up was right enough. More wanted, Yulong Storm. National choice was the favourite. We've, um, you know, we set them up. It was a stink bomb of a race. It it did jog some memories the other day because I heard Nigel Carmody say this race was won by Birdsong last year, and we watched that in the um, in the right. box with Matty Hill. So that was good. But yeah, that was for Jamie's hundredth on National Choice, and uh, yeah, it didn't quite come up that day. The old choicey the crowd did turn up though, didn't they? <laughs> it actually did. We actually yeah. need, we need to uh, we need to get on board another race. I reckon salts so like it needs to be an annual thing. But maybe we get a bit obscure. Maybe even if um, if the listeners want to want to uh, I guess contribute to where we might want to sponsor our next race. Yeah, who you got coming to the supper? Uh, I'm going to bring Billy Egan now. I've, I'm bringing him as well because I feel bad because I've tweeted after he rode hypothetical the other day, like how good a ride it was because. A couple kicked up inside and he just didn't panic and, and squeeze it and make it have to work too hard to get there. He just took his time to get across. But on the stewards report, he, he didn't actually take his time to get across. He cut one of them off and he got seven <laughs> days for it. So, yeah, but he but he's ridden 22 winners from his last 100 and he's just riding with such confidence. So for his current form, he comes along. But for the fact that I wrapped him for a ride and he ended up getting seven days for that exact ride, I'll bring him along to the supper because I think I owe him a meal. 
Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, Billy's certainly in form and he'll be back. That goal regulation size are what? Oh, you will listen to every damn word I have to say. I see no finger paintings you bring home and they suck. I'll come. Mate, it is, of course, time for Pack Your Nags and there looks to be a little bit on the menu this week for Pack Your Nags and I don't know if you're just an angry man this week, Salts, but you got you got a little bit to say and, and I'm just going to throw the, the reins over to you for this one. Yeah, there's a bit, there's a fair bit more negativity this week than positivity. And I'm going to start off with something called sleep waking. Now, no, there's no end missing there. So this is clean and above board. But <laughs> I watched a current affair last night, as I do. I, I find it one of the great, uh, people think it's a, a news program. It's a genuine comedy program. <laughs> Some of the reporting Steve Marshall does is just comedy gold. And, and last night they went, into this bloke's bedroom, right? He he's called a sleep fluencer. Sleep fluencer. Okay. So for starters, pack your nags. He's 28 years old, this bloke. He earns 50 grand a month on TikTok because he's got cameras set up in his bedroom at home with all these different gidgets and gasmos and lights and stuff. And people pay money on TikTok to play noises in his bedroom and control his bedroom. I there there are some things in the past where I've looked at it and I've thought, geez, am I getting old? Like pe- like Twitch, like people watching people play video games. I thought, what? Oh, I just don't get that. And like young people are all over it. But this is one that I just can't wrap my head around. If this is where we're at as a human race, there's a package that that costs six hundred bucks, and he reckons he gets it a few times a week. It's where like <laughs> all the lights and sirens go off in his room, and he rolls around in his bed. Pretending he's been woken up, but he just sleeps during the day. So you're not even waking him up. So he lays in his bedroom and people pay money all night to wake him up. But he's <laughs> that's when he's awake anyway. It, it is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life and he's earning 50 grand a month from it. And anyone that has given up money to, to do that, like where are you at? Uh, I just don't. I just don't know where we're at as a society, Salts, when that's a genuine high-paying income. It's the stupidest thing I think I've <laughs> ever seen anyone pay money for. Yeah, the mind, the mind boggles, Salts, on yeah. that one. Um, I know you were, pretty, you were pretty up and about with it on the group text last night, but you've probably gone to another level in packing yeah, house. I'm really pretty fired st- up about it. I've, I've slept on it, actually. No one actually controlled my bedroom overnight <laughs> and actually let me have a sleep. But So the next... The next one I'm bringing to the table, so the late, great Danny Frawley on the Saturday Rub was an, an artist, a, a great broadcaster and a funny man. And what he was good at was was just pulling people up when they got a bit ahead of themselves. So he had the golden chumperate and he had the head wobble. And, and you know, my great mate Nick Footy's done four Friday nights in a row and oh, no. there's a bit of head wobble <laughs> about him. And, and this is an exchange from earlier today. So I've sent him a a request for the outro song. I've said I want some Radiohead. Radiohead are my favourite band, by the way. They haven't featured yet on a, on a podcast that I'm half owner of, so I thought, you know, I've got to get some of my own flavour in. I said, Radiohead, he said, nah, not a Radiohead man, not playing it. And I said, some expletives, and I, I said, I can't hop, cop half the shit you've got. You've played. This is a partnership. And he says, producing is my job. Let me produce. 
<laughs> oh mate, I'm not going to tell you how to how to read the sectionals at Cranbourne on a Friday night, oh, mate. So don't mate. tell me how to add an outro song to the soundboard. I've got to have songs that I like as part of a podcast that I'm half owner of, mate. Don't forget that. So <laughs> you did four Friday nights in a row. What do you got this weekend? I'm off to the sun this weekend. I'm up to, up to oh, the Gold yeah. Coast, mate. Yeah. Well, that'd be good to get some sun anyway. Be nice, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't think we'll have too many issues getting up there. Everyone, pretty much, airlines shut down at the moment, and it's school holidays, so I, I don't see oh, any really? issues going. <laughs> get, <laughs> get a greyhound, mate. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah, too true. Um, something I want to send pack and salts, and look, you and I. Well, you're now the jumps racing expert, salts, according to uh, according to last Sunday at the Bull. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I am warnable. <laughs> I am warnable. Um, I just want to send pack and just how the look jumps racing in SA. I'm not a huge jumps racing fan, but I just want to send pack and the way that it's played out, and it's really sad. And there's so many, you know, jumps racing such an important part of the landscape here in Australia, and no more, no more jumps racing in SA looks to be the go. Uh, the SA state government stepped in, salts and closes the book on that era, and. Um, Mate, it's, it's a bit sad and I just want to send it packing because I know there's a lot of fans out there and people that listen to our podcast. And- nah, it pisses me off too, mate. And what pisses me off as well is the fact that the people making decisions have nothing to do with the industry as yeah, well, like in the government. It's, it's, it's the chorus of do-gooders that make more noise than the majority. And, and I'm thinking it's the minority in South Australia that want to ban it, but they just make more noise than anyone else. So it gets banned and... You know, at the end of the day, there's there's a lot of protocols and, and stuff that's that's gotten involved in jumps racing to make it safer. And there's heaps of diehard fans out there. But, you know, you look at some Greens member, uh, I think it's a national Greens member that's put forward this proposal to to phase out the horse race, the entire horse racing industry over five years. Oh, well, how about you have a look at some of the bloody money that comes in from horse racing and the taxes and tell me how you're going to fund everything else without the the money that comes from punters in the industry. It's it's blind, it's stupid, and it needs to pack its nags. And on the back of that footy, I'm, <laughs> it's such I'm a great sending – Yeah. <laughs> so good. Also, like just before that, imagine, imagine this happening in like the UK, for example. Like the Queen owns jumps horses, for yeah. example. Like it's oh. just – we're, we're another woke world away down here, mate. And I don't reckon old Boris is getting woke, mate. <laughs> He's far from woke. He's too busy partying. Now, what I'm sending packing as well is the perpetually offended. So it ties in with the with the jumps racing band in South Australia. But I've read an article, the Daily Mail, on Facebook, so it's your real high-end stuff. It's fast. So what's happened, some bird on some English bird on Love Island has – they've asked – her like her turn-ons and turn-offs and she said one of her turn-offs is like people with heaps of allergies now you're not supposed to be attracted to everyone in the world if you if you have to go around and say you're attracted to everyone in the world you're lying so you're allowed to have things that you like about the the fairer sex or the same sex whatever way inclined you are you're allowed to have things that you like and things that you dislike that that's life that's that's the law of attraction now she said she does people with uh, allergies. She was talking about like going out to restaurants and you can't eat like certain foods and can't share foods and stuff like that. You know, with respect to people with allergies, if that's if food's your life and you've got to make compromises for it, well then, fair enough. Well, her family's had to come out 
and give an apology to allergies charities about what she said. <laughs> I know. This is while she's still in the in the house or whatever, so she doesn't know what's going on. Her, her family's come out and given a public <laughs> apology for what she said because they got all offended about it. Like, come on, is there we, any we just have a laugh? Was there any allergy in particular? Was there any group that? Was- oh, I'm not sure. I haven't. I haven't read into it. Maybe I've gone and offended someone now, but. <laughs> Yeah, you can't. You, you, there's not many things you can say these days without someone blowing up about it, and I'm sick of it. That's outrageous stuff. Top Sport is bringing you something that's better than the best and better than the rest. It's best of the best multis. Your top odds are guaranteed. Just place a best of the best multi across any Saturday Metro meeting to score yourself the top fluck or top dividend from the three national totes on each leg. How's that for top dollar? Download the app today and bet your way. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Best of the best. Not available. WA races. Gamble responsibly. Welcome back, listeners. It is now time for Salt Specs. Specs today across three states. And as always, it's proudly brought to you by our great mates at Top Sport. Now, we got Randwick, Caulfield and Gawler this week, Salts. And I'm a little confused because we're usually Vic Bias and of handed the sort of the run sheet over to you and you've you've thrown Sydney on top there today, mate. Is that on purpose or are you just it is. Uh, okay. Well let's no, fight it. It's on it's on purpose because as a podcast the last few weeks, we've had a shit few weeks. Mm. So I thought, well, let's do something different and see if we can oh, I love it. spark something, you know, like a it's getting you know, away it's like from a coach the change. But yeah, just getting away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we're gonna do something different. We're gonna head to Sydney first. They will race. It's like there's, it's not going to piss down over the next few days, but it, it will be a very heavy track. The rail's nine metres. I'm expecting they use plenty of the track and, and probably the outside fence later in the day, mate. Cool. And you've got a tip for assaults in race number six. Uh, it's a benchmark 78, Colts, Geldings and Entires over 1,100 metres. I'm keen on easy single for Mar and Eustace and if the stable are happy to run him on a bottomless track, I'm happy to back him because if he gets through the going, he will pump these. He's He kicked off a very fast tempo in a good form race fresh down the straight at Flemington. Then he had four weeks off with no trial or jump out between runs up to 1,000 metres at Randwick last start. He sat four wide without any cover and ran home in some of the fastest late splits of the entire meeting and one more stride he gets there. So... 1100 now yes he's drawn in alan hennessy retains a ride with a softer barrier and here he is with four weeks between runs again off the same setup and and he's just running times and doing things that the others can't match so if he gets through the going he'll win the race and you know there's a bit of a query around that going but this is an astute stable so if he runs i back him 1.25 units Love it. That's easy single at $2.80 on Top Sport. Hey, let's head to race eight now. It's the listed Furphy Winter Stakes. It's three-year-olds and upwards. And, uh, mate, who do you like here? And a little familiar face hoping for a change of scenery, change of luck perhaps. I've got a great affinity with this race. Um, Star, I've forgotten his name. <laughs> it's such a great affinity. I've forgotten the horse's name. <laughs> it's 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 that Waller thing that won this race anyway. It's, it was a good thing, eight bucks. Now, Chief, Al Tony, I'm going to back him best of the best because uh, he's been shortened dramatically and he's at his bottom and I think he'll get back out just due to barrier one late in the day. He needs a couple to come out to get a run and, and the barrier is tricky, but we it's been well publicised. He was, he was the biggest certainty beaten of 2022 last start. There's... 
I don't think there's an argument about that. If, if there's a better thing beaten, it's it's just equally beaten because there's been nothing better beaten than that. And he's airborne. He absolutely lives for heavy tracks. So they're going up there to find a heavy 10 and we just know that he completely thrives off that. He's back in trip here, but the tempo looks good. And, and from barrier one, if the gaps come, he'll steam through them. Excellent. And you're looking at what price have we got there for... Uh... $3.20 salts the chief is uh, yeah in race eight on top sport. So you're getting yeah, $3.20. So, yeah, but that's largely irrelevant anyway because I said back in best of the best. So okay. he'll get out. Yeah, Nice. And I think Bandersnatch won the race last year and Noble Boy the year before if my quick research is anything. Yeah, got you. It's the year before that I'm talking about. <laughs> I can't go back through. You said affinity, but I can't go back three. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, just, the, just the two plays at Randwick for now, Salts. Let's head to Caulfield. And uh, what can we expect? There's a little bit of rain forecast around for tomorrow. How's that going to influence the track? Yeah, the track's currently a good four. And with with that rain around, it might get to a five. Depends how much hits. But the rail's three metres and there's hardly a breath of wind. So I'm expecting the track at Caulfield to be playing very well this weekend. Excellent. Hey, I'm uh, enter and foot. I'm coming in to to kick us off at Caulfield, and I like a uh, I like a Tassie Raider in race two. It's a benchmark seventy eight over the eleven hundred, and it's Algernon at six dollars fifty. And uh, Imogen Miller's bringing this one across, and and Fresh is best for this horse. Uh, all five wins have come either first up or off a of freshen, and they have. Uh, They've clearly popped this in the diary salts as a school holiday trip to Caulfield. So drawn four, <laughs> we'll find a lovely spot on the speed and should get every possible chance. And I expect him to run huge. And his peak figures come across those those fresh runs. And and I think Algernon, six bucks fifty, is a good bet in race number two. Let's head to race three. It's a three-year-old handicap over two thousand, and you've got a little bit of value for the listeners. I do. There's a little bit of value around Australia this Saturday. Now, it's, it's only value if it wins, but I don't mind Duca Hastings here for Simon Zara. He's, he's had two very good runs to begin his second preparation. Last start at Geelong, there was absolute daylight to third, and, and just the way he's travelling in his races, I think he's going to really appreciate, one, getting to 2,000 metres, and, and two, a genuinely run 2,000 metre race. This is much harder than his last start, but, but at the price... He, he can be played for half a unit and he just maps so well to stalk the speed, j- just in behind the speed and, and yeah, everything about him says he's going to get to 2,000 metres and, and relish it. And these three-year-old 2,000 metre races, they just chop and change every week. So he can certainly step up and win this race. So a bit of value there for Salts in race three with Duke of Hastings at $12 on top sport. Let's roll along to race number four now. It's a benchmark 78. It's another 2,000 metre race and uh, you've got some each way value again. I do. I like falls and I'm I'm going to back him each way. 0.65 to win and 0.75 to place. He's absolutely primed for 2,000 metres fifth up and he comes to a very fast 1,600 metre race at Caulfield last start. He faced the breeze. He got there early and it was a swoopers race and I thought he stuck on through the line quite well considering the race shape. He should be leading or, or at least in the first couple in running and, and he's set to run very well. And Interesting of 1,800 metre plus races at Caulfield with the rail three metres, half of them, exactly 50% of them from 
from a uh, from over nine hundred and forty runners races assessed ha- have been won by the horse that's leading at the four hundred meter mark. So if he's leading and, and can get rated well by Josh Richards, be there at the four hundred and kick off it, he goes a long way. And I, I'd be I'd be pretty surprised if he doesn't place actually. So he's a good price falls. It's ten bucks and three dollars thirty for falls and. Geez, I've had some I've had some good New Year's at Falls, and that's a bit of a staying event as well. So it's, <laughs> that's more like a thirty-two hundred, though. What do you like at those sort of festivals? Do you go a bit hard too early and then fade, or oh, are you I'm, a back marker? I'm I'm relatively consistent. Yeah, yeah okay. I'm yeah. even sectionals throughout. Yeah, I'd you just say. sit off the pace and do evens. Yeah, and if yeah. <laughs> and if it's my day, I sit and sprint, and sometimes <laughs> yeah. up, it just depends. <laughs> it really just depends, um, mate. Race six. Speaking of value. Uh, it's a three-year-old Phillies handicap over the 1,100. And, yeah, it, it's a race that does present a lot of value. And I'm siding with the rock-hard fit uh, Butter Blonde and won well last Friday at Geelong. And what I liked was knew it took her straight to the front. Um, she was tough through the line getting the money. She was challenged late. This is tougher here, but she drops five kilos in weight and she just leaves nothing to chance. And I thought it was quite open. I, I looked into uh, the favourite there, the... Uh, Cy, the Peter Moody trained Cy, and <sighs> looking <laughs> looking back at his win at uh, his win at Murray or her win, sorry, at Murray Bridge um, was was fantastic. But blew the start, yeah. got back, and when you run over the top in weaker competition, that's fine. I don't think you can afford to do that here. So we'd want to clean up those barrier manners, and then the other favourite, Mrs. Chrissy, in the market looks smart. Certainly on debut at Cranbourne over the thousand, um, but again has to step up. So I'm just going with the informed butter blonde, a little bit of each way value. So you're looking at twenty three bucks and six dollars fifty. We'll uh, roll the dice on that and see if uh, see if we can get some get a return. Lovely, mate. I'm going to take us to race eight, the Group Three. John Monash stakes over eleven hundred meters. Now we both like one here, but I'll kick it off, and I like Maleva for Phil Stokes. I'm I'm loving her work at the jump outs, and she's a gun fresh mare at those jump outs on the synthetic there at Pakenham she's running very fast times for the morning and seems to be doing it in first gear I mentioned she's a gun fresh mare her career peak rating comes first up over 1100 meters at Caulfield and that was last preparation and the current market with Oxley Road I thought he jumped out he jumped out in very fast time Oxley Road but there's a horse going around later today at Cranbourne Cranbourne Battleground who if you didn't know who the horses was, you'd say he was the pick of the of that particular jump out. Now he's a good horse, Oxley Road, of course, and Moody will have him ready and, and he can go forward. But I thought they were the wrong way around. So I, I reckon there's a really good chance that Maleva starts favourite and, and Oxley Road drifts a little bit and, and I'm happy to back Maleva for one point two five units. I think she's gonna be very effective first up. That's at $3.70. And the one you alluded to, Salts, that I liked, I actually took her off the run sheet. I got a bit gun shy late. Oh, so, sorry. Yeah. No, that's cool. I'm, I'm happy to talk talk about her. I'm actually not mm. going to better. Um, I did find Felicia as a good value play, but just looking a little bit deeper, I think that 1100 is just going to be a little bit too sharp. I think that she's a 1200 meter horse at Caulfield. And um, just having a look at that, I'm just going to hold off. She's been out for a long time, but uh, yeah. she's a good horse and she's a good fresh mare too. But uh, I've just put the guns back in the holsters on that one, yeah. Salty Boy. Good call because I, I did see that and I know that she's had one run since October of 2020 and it was mm-hmm. in April of last year. So she's had one run in. 20 months 
Yeah, like, I did. Pretty like, hard to have. She, yeah, she did have three solid um, jump outs at Mornington yeah. on soft, heavy, and good. But you're right; it's a long time between drinks, so we might just wait till next till uh, second up, Salty or Felicia. Yep. See where she goes. Uh, let's move on to race nine. It's a benchmark 100 over 1400 meters, and a little bit of value here. And I like one that you've uh, that you've butted up on, mate. There is now. Mr. Exclusive needs one to come out to get a run, and Polanco needs four to come out. So I'd probably say that only Mr. Exclusive would get a run. If Polanco got a run, I could reassess and potentially have something on. But he's one of many out of that race won by he's our Bonneville Mr. Exclusive that that had no luck. Now, Polanco was the one that had proper no luck, should have won the race, completely bolting. But Mr. Exclusive had no luck either, went to the line untested. Now, the thing here is he gets eight and a half kilos off his back for this class rise. The winner of that race, that 84 race last start is he's our Bonneval, who who has to go up in grade as well. Like it's a benchmark hundred, but it's it's quite a similar race to last start, but for it, he gets six kilos on he's our Bonneval, which is extraordinary. And from that wide gate later in the day, he will be stamped urgent. He's got fifty kilos on his back. He'll get stamped urgent. He'll go forward and run along, and and he'll give a big sight with no weight on his back. I'll have 0.65 units on Mr. Exclusive, and I'll wait and see what happens with scratchings for Polanco because he's flying Polanco. Yeah, so Mr. Exclusive at $17, and Polanco is currently $14 but hasn't got a place in the field. Yeah, can I just just come in with that? So that's that's, um, with Mr. Exclusive, that $17 is – not top sport that's another agency that has the different um odds with the scratchings and stuff mm. um sorry with the emergencies but i think you could could afford to take that with with those other emergencies and not much could come out so you could take that take the best price on on offer and and see how you go yeah you're looking at 14 bucks on top sport sorry yeah exclusive yeah um He's our Bonneval's an interesting one because I'm surprised they've – I don't know if it's just placement-wise, but I'm surprised they stuck at the 1,400 for he's our Bonneval. I thought it would be a horse that would just, you know, after that great first-up win here in uh, in Australia, I thought it would step straight up to the mile. Yeah, it's it's a good call. He, he looks like he's going to get over further. It was a good win. I heard some wash-up from the race people saying – you, you run the race 10 times, he'd win at nine. I thought, what mm-hmm. race are you watching? <laughs> so, like, it was a good win, but far out. He's the only thing that got into clear air in the whole race. Yeah, you watch Turbo him. got clear air and he bloody turboed in the last 100 metres. And Polanco was absolutely Polanco'd on the rail. <laughs> oh, good, good grief. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, mate, let's head to uh, Gola. You got nothing at Gola? What's going on? Nah, so this is what happened. So this is the, this is the meet last year where we had that smart Alec win at 40s. Yes. And the this meet last year, it was, a, it was a different, little bit of a different setup, but the rail was absolutely lightning. And I, I got a bit gun shy because a couple of backed are later in the day and I need them to run on. And the rail hasn't been true at Gawla since the 3rd of April. And all the meets since have, it's been out at least three metres, the last few meets it's been out five eight meters so this whole inside section has been protected for months while they've been racing on some of the time rain affected ground so i'm quite wary of that the inside being really fast there it's a soft six at the moment 
probably going to improve. I, I'm a little – I was a bit gun-shy that, so I, I'm going to watch a few races there and, and see if they can make any ground, mate. Yeah, nice. Well, I've actually got a tip nice and early in the card, so that you'll mm. be able to sit back and watch. And to be honest, if that inside's dynamite, I think that's going to suit me here. And mm. it's a class two handicap for the two-year-olds over 1,100 metres. And it's a field – for a class two, it's a field that's boasting one win. So I'm keen to look at the Unrace Brigade in here, Salts, and uh, I've delved into the trials, and uh, the one that jumps off the page and off the screen is Nisha Cardo for uh, Richard and Chantel Jolly, and he's had a jump. He's had, I think, four – he's had one jump out in three trials to prepare himself for this. So won his last two trials on the uh, fibre sand at Muzzer B over 950 well, was asked – um, I think he's one of those ones that's likely to win this to boost his stocks to head to honkers. So he's in those, uh, those I think they're price bloodstock colours. The yeah, the bulldog ones. Them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Price bloodstock. To, yeah. yeah, sell their juveniles to Hong Kong. And yeah. I reckon he's wound up prepped for this and, yeah, goes to the front and says, see you later. And Rich and Chantel, they do have a knack of educating their juveniles really well. So I'm pretty keen to play in race one, Nishikado, $3.50 at Gawler. Lovely, mate. Hey, um, I'll, I'll rewind a bit here because mm. I know we've gone through Packy Nags, but I'm just looking through that, the barrier draw for the South Grafton Cup quickly. And it's just basically a Sydney Metro race. You're joking. So, yeah. So that um, hasn't quite worked yet how they would have wanted it. I wouldn't have Isn't- thought. It Oh, it's just Names. 15 Waller runners, Waterhouse <laughs> Bot, Nisham, Lees. Anyway, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> that? That, that How many of those go around in the Bulldogs colours in Adelaide and win and then piss off? They um yeah. they do get they get them ready and, and target these races to sell them off. So, good remember, call, mate. I remember there was that one that we really liked on David, Bear With Me. Oh, there's a bear. There's a bear in there. There's yeah. A bear in well, there. he ended, he didn't go to Hong Kong. I, I know. He failed I, his vets, he, and then he started losing races in like yeah, Broken Hill. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to you want him to just get the chocolates and then get get rid of them, hey? Yeah. Um, hey, let's get into. Um, oh well, before we got two units, we're back this week. Unit. It is time for Unit of the Week and Top Sport kindly gift us with $200 worth of bonus bets and half of the winnings go to our Unit of the Week and half go to Horse Rescue Australia. We got Dave, your namesake, on board this week and uh, he's found something for us, Salts, and here it is. Hey, Units, Dave here for this instalment of Unit of the Week. I brought you by our good friends at Top Sport. Uh, for my bet this week, I'm going to Caulfield, race two, number 15 at Darylina Bell. I really like the Sydney form. She kept on really well after a wide run last start, and uh, she's still got upside. So I'll happily put the $200 bonus bet on her at about 5 bucks. Thanks, guys. See ya. Thanks, Dave. Oh, he's on Darylina Bell there in race two at Caulfield. We've locked in five bucks there for you, Dave. I did uh, just make note that she's a dual acceptor, uh, race six at Doombin as well. So we'll keep an eye on that and uh, hopefully um, hopefully comes south, mate, and all the best. Uh, 
let's head now to two units. So it's our best bets from around Australia. And Found it a tough week. I got a lot of value for myself this week, and and that certainly doesn't change when we fly into the two units segment salts. And my best comes at Caulfield, race seven. It's a benchmark 84 over 1,700, and I'm siding with the Lindsay Smith Adelaide Ace as a one-by-three play, 14 bucks and 4.20. And there's a lot of the chances in the market here that look like they may need a soft seven or worse, and I don't think they're going to get it. So... The Lindsay Smith five-year-old, winnable race, nice price, and having a sneaky good prep salts, a sneaky good prep, and uh, deserves a win on the back of it. Three back at the bull, just didn't handle the going, then went to Caulfield and uh, was blocked for a run when building some revs in, in the race one by uh, Diagular. Last start was super, flashing home for second in the Swan Hill Cup over the mile there to Paul's regret. And we get to 1,700 here. Alana Kelly goes on from barrier one. There's The race is just void of speed. And I think it can land in midfield and I think can run a really nice race at a late ace. And at 14 bucks and 4.20, one by three all day. Lovely, mate. I've got a bit of a similar angle with my best this weekend. I'm, I'm going each way. Ranwick Race 7. It's a benchmark 88 over 1,200 metres. Snippy Fox. I'll have 0.85 units to win and one unit to place. And she, I, I, if she misses a place, I'll I'll, I'll Fennecum scratch my head for so long <laughs> that you could see my brain because <laughs> she was ridden ice cold first up on the back of – she'd had three trials and they were all pretty shit-ass, to be honest. Mm. And, and she got ridden right – at the rear over 1,100 metres on a good track at Randwick first up and absolutely cannoned home. The late splits on the day were outstanding and the work through the line was particularly impressive. 50 metres past the line, she's passed them all. Now, she gets to her pet trip second up. She's won, she's won five from six in this distance range. She's three from four second up, so ticking the boxes there. Jay Ford gets on, who's ridden four of her six wins. The Falcon gets on. He's four, four of her six wins come with the Falcon, and he takes over. She got a map where she's going to settle closer to the speed. She had a jump out between or a trial between runs that was really good, like far improved from the one prior to the first up run, and and she won second up at Ranwick last preparation. So, you know, she hadn't had a win at Ranwick prior to that from four goes, but she put one on the board last prep, second up. There's just so much in her favour, oh, not to mention the fact that out of this entire field, she's the proper wet tracker. At, she's three from four on heavy tracks and, and Quinnell at all four. Yeah. So you're looking at more than even money to play. So I'd just, if she misses a play, something's, something's just gone wrong. I reckon she just looks so well placed. Wahaha falls now. He posted a figure first up that that wins this race pretty much ten out of ten times. Now, can he repeat that on a heavy track? He's won on a heavy track before. He's down in the weights. He maps well. He ran great time first up. He's had a month between runs, but he hasn't had the trial between runs. So it he, he does want further. So it is a good idea to to keep him fresh, but. Just on this bottomless track, I, I like the trial between runs for Snippy Fox, who's also had a month between runs. So, yeah, I'm, I'm keen to back her each way. I'm, I'm sure you can tell that I am keen to back her each way. And I do, you think that, she's, do you reckon she runs top three salts? I reckon she might run top three, mate. <laughs> I just wanted to confirm that, mate. <laughs> uh, Snippy Fox. and you're, So you're playing Snippy Fox for your best play. You're playing 0.85 the win 
and one unit the place at six fifty and two dollars thirty. Yep, spot on. I like it. There's a couple each way. There's a bit of each way salts about this app, and and I'm into it. I don't see a lot of place betting from the Sultan, but nah, I should have backed one each way yesterday. At, I was um, going. To, I was going to Yeah, that. I should have. But Hold it on. was just so far up in class that I thought, you know, it either wins or goes like a busted. But turns out it it can run well and not win. <laughs> Yeah, and five dollars yeah. twenty the place is nothing to yeah, throw a stick probably at. Probably an oversight. Yeah, <laughs> I've got it on the spreadsheet. I had uh, sixteen units on the place. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Well, that rounds out the two unit segment, which uh, means it rounds out the show. And what so song have we got coming here? You know, we got. Well, can't you hear it, mate? It's uh, it's Radiohead. <laughs> I hope everyone enjoys Tom York, a, a masterful composer. Yeah, apparently we're a partnership, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard, mate. That's what yeah. I heard. Oh, I can wipe away my tears now. I'm the old time sooky la la here. What's been in your life? All right, all the best on the weekend, uh, listeners. Gamble responsibly, and we'll see you uh, next weekend. We're on RSN tomorrow about ten forty-five. If you want to catch us there, Peace.